Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, welcome to the Netflix book club. I'm Steve McDonald. Hey, I'm Dennis Rooney. Uh, We have a very special guest today. Uh, Rachel O'Hare. Say hello, Rachel. Hello. Uh, Rachel (laughs) is my fiance. Uh, what really? She's my fiance. <laughs> wow, good for you. We're gonna get we're gonna get married. She's gonna have to deal with me forever. So imagine that. Um, You've watched a lot of movies together before. You're gonna watch a lot of movies together, and now you're gonna yeah. talk about this movie for about and a half she's, hour. And she's watched a lot of the movies that we've watched with me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, and and never had and uh, never commented. So now she gets to she gets to comment. Bullshit. Never once commented, really? I mean, not commented on the podcast. Oh, I've had comments. Never, just she's, yeah. not, about the movies. Not like. to, to you, to this yeah. microphone. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so, so, find so, us on uh, the web. so find us on the web at, uh, at flixbookclub.com uh, and on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, we would love some, some subscribers. Please don't just subscribe um, on SoundCloud. Yeah, don't <laughs> subscribe. SoundCloud's no. SoundCloud's fine. Actually, SoundCloud's we can say whatever fine. we want because we pay for it. Fuck you, SoundCloud. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> Fifteen a <laughs> month, and then uh, and then you know, uh, this week we have uh, we watched the movie Call Me Lucky, a documentary. It's a it's a documentary about uh, Barry Cribbins. Crimmins. 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 Hold on. First, I gotta ask this: Who picked this movie? Was Me. it you or Rachel? Rachel picked well, this. I gave. She did the like list. Heavy five nudge. choices. Oh, okay. And then Steve picked. I that. picked "Call Me Lucky" out of it. Okay. Um. So why was this? So in her your choices. Hold on. Why was this say. in your five choices, Rachel? It was on like the new release stuff, mm-hmm. and it sounded interesting. I watched the preview for it, and did you know who Barry Crimmins was? No, I didn't. You watched the preview on YouTube, right? Yeah. Netflix, you got to get on that. Shouldn't there be a preview option? There like watch be. a trailer, like yeah. a teaser trailer there right probably there? probably would be a good idea. Yeah. What they do now is it just starts playing if you click it to read the more the bigger description. Yeah. I don't like that. They're I trying know. to hook you in. I'm like, yeah, no. I don't like that because then I'm like, because uh, that happens on TV shows and I'm like, no, I wanted to pick the episode. Like yeah. You're just starting right? on episode one and I've seen this show before and I just want to go to like nine. Yeah. But uh, Rachel, you did know who Barry Crimmins was. You said right? No, no, you I didn't, didn't know. Who he was. Okay, mm-hmm. so Stephen, why did you pick this one out of those out of the list she sent you? Um, I picked it because uh, I had been uh, a few weeks ago. I had been clicking around online just to see new uh, docs that are coming up uh, for work. It's documentaries like, for the uh, lay uh, person. <laughs> yes, uh, I call them docs because I have to deal with them constantly. constantly. <laughs> uh, and so, Docs uh, is one of those things. I'm sorry, just to interject. Docs is one of those things that you should be able to say completely without anyone harassing you. But even myself, anytime someone uses the term Docs, and I use that term, I instantly jump down their throats. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, Docs, <laughs> Docs, you big movie fan? Oh, you piece of um, shit. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I feel that I have a uh, I I'm allowed because I have to I have to deal with like 40 at a time. Absolutely. Uh, but I. Uh, what I every once in a while I'll click around online and I'll look at all of the new uh, docs that are coming out because uh, I just want to see what kind of like the feature doc landscape is looking like and this is one that I watched a trailer for and I was like and I was like that's really interesting um, that's very it reminded me of um, it reminded me of uh, Supermensch 
Yeah. Where it was like where it was like friend. This is just from the trailer you're saying, right? Yeah. Where it's like highlighting a person who's done good things. Yeah. Everyone he's got a lot of famous friends. What's uh-huh. what do they have to say and what okay. And like so, what's their deal? And so I was like and and the other thing is is that it's like a uh you know I'm a big fan of stand up and I'm a big fan of comedy in general and I had never heard of this guy. Mm. Um he's he's much in the same way that's like Shep Gordon or um or like uh um Weintraub, I can't remember his first name. Uh there's another documentary that's from HBO, so we won't end up watching About it. About some but, nice um, guy. He's it, it's another <laughs> one like it's it's like the movie equivalent of uh-huh. uh of um, of Shep Gordon, where okay. it's like the guy was connected to everybody uh, in the movie industry, but uh, it felt like one of those kind of things. So I was like, I I wanted to watch the movie anyways, and then it ended up on her list, and I was like, we're gonna watch that movie. <laughs> so that's what this movie's about. It's about a comic from Boston who's kind of turned social activist, uh, more specifically, uh, very protective of like child, not child rights, but like. I was waiting for that. I saw the sneeze coming. I was, I was like, I'm going to give it to him. That's Hold why on. there was a weird pause. <laughs> but uh, basically a comic who opened up legendary comedy club in Boston, the Ding Ho, uh, as well as Stitches, and uh, he became an activist for... Uh, Did he open up, open up Stitches? Yeah. Or at least the one up there. I don't think yeah. it's the chain. No, it's not the chain. That would have been mentioned in the documentary, I'm sure. But there was a just a place no no I know there was a stitches up there Mm. it's just uh, I just didn't know that they didn't mention that in the doc that he yeah so let's get to it what do you guys think watch it don't watch it I'll start oh man such a fan of this film remember when we watched Supermension I talked about it and at first I gave it a don't stream it and then I changed my mind because I was like there's something wrong with this guy there's something off did I screw something up no Rachel's breathing directly (laughs) into the microphone (laughs) these two are both (laughs) looking at me like like, no, I can't believe I'm, you're saying this. I'm, I'm like, what do I do? I'm trying to figure out a quiet way to say, honey, don't breathe directly into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, did I say Barry Crimmins was for child <laughs> pornography? And they're looking at me no. like, Dennis. You're well, fine. we got to start over. Terrible <laughs> mistake. <laughs> uh, I did know who Barry Crimmins was, or at least I knew the name was very familiar. I had already seen the documentary uh, When Stand Up Stood Out, which is all about the Ding Ho and the comedy scene in Boston. Oh, really? Uh, at that time, yeah, I great didn't documentary. Know that. I didn't know that that existed. Oh, it's a great documentary. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interviews. Same guys: Lenny Clark, Stephen Wright, you know, uh, Jimmy yeah. Tangle, stuff like that. But uh, I'll talk more about it in a minute. But I really enjoyed this documentary. And get past the first scene where he they just they kind of just paint him real quick as an activist. And when I first started watching it, I a pit like I felt a pit in my stomach. I was like, oh no, this is gonna be a documentary just about an activist, which I'm sure he's a great guy, but it's not gonna be entertaining enough for me. And yeah. uh, it's not that this guy is uh, multifaceted and he's a good person and he's got a crazy story. And you should watch this documentary. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I am gonna go. <laughs> I am gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with stream it. Uh, it's really good. I've got. Uh, I have. I have some filmmaking issues with it, but that's not. Uh, but that doesn't detract away from the fact that it's. Uh, it's really. It's an amazingly. Uh, good story. Uh, with a lot of good characters and a lot of. Uh, really interesting stuff. I was really happy to be learning about there's there especially with the 80s i feel like there's this entire like i feel like every city has like one amazing comedian who like didn't make it out but like ran the scene yeah and uh because it was just like 
you could make a really good living actually like in the 80s you could make a really good living just staying wherever you were yeah uh because there were so many comedy clubs and it was such a big thing and so um and so it was really interesting to see uh to see barry crimmins like in that and then like we'll get into it after the break but the movie takes a big turn (laughs) yeah so but i'm going with stream it it's a good movie rachel o'hare I say stream it too. I was intrigued when I was watching the um, preview on YouTube that there's like a big secret. And I really wanted to know what the secret was and that's what drew me in. And <laughs> so it's <laughs> foreshadowing? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. They do. They play it. They tease it up front. They tease it in the first few minutes. They're like, they ask his sister, I think, what happened to Barry? And it's like, and they just cut away and then they don't bring it up until later. But, but so we got another blockbuster, guys. Yeah. Go watch this movie. Come back and uh, listen to us talk about it. Okay, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> they surrounded the Statue of Liberty on its birthday with rich thugs in yachts. It's looking down saying, I asked for huddled masses. What is this? <laughs> Who painted Beatrice across my crown? <laughs> Get this members only jacket off of me. <laughs> Liberty and justice for sale. <laughs> I got sucked in. I donated 100 bucks. They sent me a Statue of Liberty tote bag. I use it to smuggle baby Mexicans into the country. <laughs> and we're back. Um, Barry Crimmins makes me want to be a better man. Barry too. Crimmins makes me want to be a better comic. He makes me want to be a better person. Not a better lover. I think this guy <laughs> might be asexual. I don't know from his experiences, yeah, but there's no the reference game. at all to like that's any sort good, of romantic that's thing. That's a good point. He... I wonder if he's married. I don't no. think he is. They would have mentioned that, right? Yeah. I'm sure they would have had the wife in there. Yeah. Well, it could have been that his wife just didn't want to be in it. Maybe. That happens sometimes. Is that somebody's yeah. like, is it especially with somebody who's famous, and if they've got somebody that's that they're married to who's not famous, who's like, no, I'm not famous, and I don't want to be, and I don't right. want anybody to talk to me about yeah. it. Um. But well, I mean, sister like, sister was in it, and she was mm-hmm. like very reluctant. Well, yeah, but she was also the one who, who like found that's him. True being yeah. raped she was part of that, that <laughs> yeah. trauma I'm she was sure. very part of that story let's talk about that first off the bat let's clear that up with any viewers who maybe are the listening and didn't watch it because i think some people do do that um, um the yeah the big the big secret of the movie um that they tease a couple 50 different minutes times. in they reveal yeah really? 50 minutes yeah 50. i can't yeah i checked it yeah, it was a big build-up. It was a big build-up. And you know what? They they tease it at the beginning because they asked the sister what happened, and she kind of looks like, oh, it's so serious, I don't even want to bring it up. And yeah. then there's the priest thing, and I'm like, oh, is this is he going to be bothered by a priest? And but that's then he wasn't. Too, huh? Yeah, he, well, he the priest, like, you know, would maybe be a little touchy, yeah. but nothing like... He could have been, but he had his... Yeah, and it turns out later on he was. Well, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, I just mean, like, like I thought when, when the priest came up, I was like... Oh, okay. He's gonna get molested by the priest. Yeah, and then and then he was like, he just was flippantly like, "Yeah, I didn't get into that car." And I was like, "Okay, well, you didn't get molested by that priest." Yeah. Um, but what I had heard this story before too, so I knew I was like, "Oh, he's gonna get like it rang." It started ringing bells when he talks about being an altar boy, and I'm like, "Oh, he's I'm pretty sure he's gonna get molested," and yeah. that's what the reveal is gonna be. But I didn't know how. And what a horrible, just a horrible story. Yeah. The thing that yeah. sticks with me from his story, his like recounting it, is uh, his face being pushed into the couch cushions. He said, and yeah. like, yeah, 
not for being anybody, able to breathe. For anybody that didn't watch, because I feel like we yeah. just we we're, maybe we rushed into it a little things. bit, but it's heavy. It's um, heavy stuff. It's it, it's really heavy, especially yeah. when like when they get to it in the movie, uh, and they kind of brilliantly just like give it to you and then just let it sit for like like there's a there's a big beat after he gets done telling the story uh for it to sink in is that uh Barry Crimmins when he was I can't even remember how old he was. He was like two or three. Four, right? I think he was pretty young. He yeah. was he was very his sister young. was five. Yeah. Right? Um and he got uh his babysitter's boyfriend um was coming over and uh and took him to the basement and raped him. On many many occasions, I think it wasn't it was it, I mean boyfriend yes, but like wasn't it like an older man too? Yeah, it was where like, it was like he was probably having an affair or something. Oh yeah, wait no, it was dude. the it was the yeah it was like the so many levels of just disgusting, just, just terribly fucked up. Yeah, and um and his sister found uh, his sister found him being yeah. raped when she, and she was five after it had happened already like several times. Yeah, and it had happened many many times before that. And uh, and so he had this trauma going into the rest of his uh, his life. And they tell you about that 50 minutes into the documentary, which like repaints him. Yeah. Beforehand, they paint him as who he was, which was like a comedian, definitely a politically minded guy. Didn't like bullying, but like fair, like a tough dude, but like fair and kind and helpful. And he didn't like anyone innocent being bullied like they paint that as him. well and simultaneously but they say there's a rape like, there's like there's something yeah there, that's though. the thing is is that it's like there's underneath that there's just like a very built-in rage to him yeah and an anger and a uh and a sense of it's like a sense of like righteous justice mm-hmm. where it's not just like that's what i noticed with it is that it's not just i'm going to win it's I'm. It's not like I'm going to win for the little guy. It's like I'm going to demolish for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Like like righteous justice is a great phrase to use. Yeah. To describe his like, I guess his motivation and his desires in the world. Like the two things he jokingly kind of yeah. says, but it's kind of not jokingly. He wants to dismantle the Catholic Church and uh, throw over the U.S. government. Yeah, over of course. Th- overthrow the U.S. Yeah. government. Which is hilarious. Like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm still on the fence about this dude. Like, I definitely am going to like certain aspects about him, but I'm like, anyone who's kind of like, I'm going to overthrow the U.S. government, because I didn't know how serious he was. You know what I mean? I was like, I didn't know. And he's clearly not, he's not going to do that, but like, he, it'll be enough for him to wake some people up. Yeah. You know, I think. That's why, I mean, he's still out there. He seems pretty serious, too. Well, he's still trying to get excommunicated. I checked his Twitter today. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, he tweeted the priest. He said, during this glorious and holy season, let's excommunicate me. Like, let's get me out of here. I think that's great. Like, especially when he started going at the new new pope. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm more, I'm like, I'm like the, probably the most vaguely Catholic person ever. I'm like a cultural Catholic. Vaguely Catholic. You know what I mean? Because it's, I'm Irish and it's, it'll take probably another 20 years before I can completely shed that skin, I'd say. But, uh. He's you need, like you need your parent. You need your parents to die. I need. I need to be excommunicated, and my parents need to die. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> so that they can't look at you and be like, be like Dennis. But really I am. No, no. Come but back I am, to church. I'm one of those dudes though who looks at this new priest and I'm like, he's doing a good job. You know, he's. I like this guy. He's open. He's. Been, and then you get a dude like Crimmins who just cuts right to the bone. And he's like, oh yeah, he's still the head of like this horrible organization that does, like war, just terrible, terrible things. You know, 
and yeah, he brings yeah he he makes a lot of good points. Crimmins Crimmins really I love his statement. I love his me. statement that he says over and over, which is which is sell a fucking chalice. And yeah, feed sell a chalice. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like Sarah Silverman's thing is the the they should sell the Vatican and use that money to feed. Which is like I'm not saying like Crimmins took the idea for the joke or anything. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's a pretty basic way to look at the church and be like, how could you be more Christ-like? It's like, I don't know, what's with all these fancy things laying around here yeah. for just, you know, symbolism? But, uh, <laughs> criminals, man. No, um, yeah, it's a, like, the whole doc is really fun, um, I think, because he is it's that righteous justice kind of thing. You know, he's just, he's that, as a liberal myself, like, he's that guy who, and they mention this, where it's like, he's that guy who articulates the anger that you have constantly. Yeah. As a liberal. Um, and the madder he gets, the more eloquent he's going to be. Yeah, that was always fun, too. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. Um, I don't know. You're quiet, and so we're, you talk. What's what did you like about the movie? Well, as a good person, because I want to say this real quick, and then I want to hand it over to Rachel. I'm not the best person. You two are probably better people than me, Rachel. You're you're like a, a social worker. Is that what that's? Called? You're a social worker. That's a good person. <laughs> Rachel is at least Rachel's a social worker who presently her job is to work with uh with disabled. Um, is it, is that the term? Special needs. Special needs. Uh, foster children. Okay. So great person. All right, great you, don't have person. To, you don't have to breathe down my neck like it's a mic about it. A great person. <laughs> Stephen is at least like socially aware with the problems in the world and has been. You've been. Would you consider yourself an activist still today? I know you've gone to protests. I know you're. You know. I would. I would. Uh, I would consider myself somebody who is uh, who is who is actively paying attention to uh, to the constant churning overthrow of our present government. Mm-hmm. That is my attitude. The constant churning overthrow of our present government. I think we've got a long way to go. I <laughs> just no, we do. Yeah, no. I'm really just saying. Overthrown. I make I make movies at this point, so I'm a lot less like in the streets telling people to be more violent. Right. All right. I'm on stage <laughs> a couple nights a week telling dick and fart jokes, <laughs> and like doing Rachel shit. is Rachel is actively every day exactly helping so literally left to right helping needy children. We got me on the <laughs> shitty end. Steven's somewhere in the middle, and Rachel is a saint. <laughs> I don't, uh, not a saint. Not a saint. But all right, as a as a person who does good things and is at least like forward. I haven't I haven't done anything for anyone in the past week. I'd say <laughs> <laughs> as someone who does stuff for other people every day. What is like? What did Crimmins? I mean, Crimmins sparked something in me, so it must have just like reinforced stuff for you, right? Yeah. Well, so the the thing that maybe you don't know about me is that last year in my internship, I worked with some folks who had experienced childhood sexual abuse, and closer. Yeah. Sorry. And so it was just interesting to watch how Crimmins dealt with it because he didn't go to therapy. Right. Or he went and he said it didn't really help, but he yeah, he, was. he did have some pretty awesome coping mechanisms, which was like talking about it and reaching out to his family and reaching out to you know, uh, there were a couple other people who he reached out to and was able to talk with and and like just kind of turning it into activism. Yeah, and that that was really interesting to see. Um, to kind of like take something and take a horrible thing and not just use it for good but almost to make it like your sword like he's yeah. swinging that thing around and he's really 
and I mean, it's sad to say, but like him having been uh, victimized himself as a kid, it kind of gives his voice a little bit more clout later on when you hear Like that's yeah, how he absolutely. opens his AOL hearing. He's like, listen, I'm a firsthand person who's experienced this and it needs to be taken very seriously. So that's definitely that's definitely a cool thing to see. Um, I had something else to say about Crimmins just now, but I completely lost it. <laughs> oh, just th- and the, the way he started it. Because like, he was a comic and he was a uh, political comic for a while. But then yeah. there was one night, at the I think it was at the Ding Ho. He yeah. comes in. No, it was at Stitches. It was at Stitches? Yeah, it was at Stitches. And he, uh, I don't know if he read it or he did it off the cuff. It was definitely planned. He basically just told everyone about what had happened to him as yeah. a kid. Like, not funny. But like a very powerful set and a very and like no one knew that before. You know what? You know what that reminded me of was um was uh Tignataro's wow good yeah set right uh that they released. I'd say Tiggs was her. way funnier though. Tiggs uh, <laughs> Tiggs was probably way funnier. Yeah. Well, no, but uh what this reminded me of was the fact that uh and it was something that I thought of where I was like oh that's kind of sad uh to a certain extent is that um if if Crimmins was if Crimmins was doing that now. Oh, if he like just came out now about it. If he had not like uh like like I mean like if he was the age that he was then, but but now, like if he just was born. 30 if he years was just later? born thirty years later. Okay. Um, and he did that now, it would he would explode. It would be a huge thing. Like that that reminds me in the way that Tignataro was, it was like they woke up it was like people woke up the next day and it was like she was everywhere online. Yeah. Uh because people had tweeted about and and talked on Facebook about yeah. this amazing set well, that CK happened. Like, you know. And then well up, and so. then Louis C. K. released it mm-hmm. and it became a whole thing. And I feel like if that type of thing had happened at Stitches, um, with him, I was upset. He would have. He would have. That's my thing. Is is yeah. that I'm like I can't. Like people were like, it was amazing. It was dark. It was whatever. There's not even like a. Tra- I, I mean, maybe there's, there's a transcript nothing. online, but I don't think so. I didn't look for it. Yeah, but, like there's but it nothing. Wasn't featured it's, in an, the film. It, it's an event that happened to the extent where like reporters wrote about it. Yeah, right. As like this amazing moment in in Boston comedy, and also you want to talk about being brave. Listen, doing that nowadays would also be a lot easier. Forget doing it in the 80s in Boston in a fucking comedy club. Like, coming out and showing not just some sensitivity, but, like, one of the toughest dudes in the scene who runs the scene is, like, I have this horrible thing that happened to me, and it's been affecting me my whole life. And and I'm not here to cry about it. I'm here to make people aware, and uh, it's part of who I am. And yeah, it's yeah, and you know what? And you see it sometimes. You were saying if he did it today, he'd blow up. And you see sometimes. Uh, all right, do I have the quote? Do I have the quote here? Okay, yeah. Some people like become a ca- attached to causes, and it feels like they're capitalizing on it a little bit, even if it mm-hmm. directly afflicts them. And yeah. you can't prove it. And you know what? If anyone does have the right to capitalize on something, it's someone who has firsthand experience with that thing. Yeah. But it is that weird feeling sometimes you get, whether it's a comedian, a movie star, whatever, where they're like, this is what I'm all about and this is what I'm framed in. Yeah. And you feel a little greasy about it. And there's mm-hmm. not a hint of that with Crimmins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not, not at a all. hint of him being like, I'm the guy, I'm the comic who got molested as a kid. No. It's like, that's just something, that's just part of who he is, you know? And he's just there to yeah. share that. And. Most importantly, just to let people know that, like, if that happened to you, you're not alone, you know? 
Yeah. He's an amazing person, and I feel like such dog shit. <laughs> from having watched it. Aww. I was sitting there, and I was like, no one will ever make a documentary about me, and it's not because I'm not funny. It's because I'm not a great person. <laughs> and I mean that in any way. I mean that in any... Like, I, even if I was a bad person... I'm not going to be a good enough bad person that no one's going to give a shit in 30 years. Yeah. I this think is what someone says on a podcast before they go and like shoot up someplace. Be like, see, I'm like Oswald too. <laughs> I can be famous. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do I that. I think that, <laughs> I think, I hope not. Um, <laughs> Please don't. I'm not. Cause I'm then not. I'm going to have to find, no, I'm going to do better. That's what I'm going to go. The other I feel terrible. If this podcast <laughs> is the thing that pushed you over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> this movie choice. Thanks a lot. Crimmins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be so bad because then I'm gonna have to find two guests every week. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but you'll get a lot of exposure though. You probably the, hire a booking agent though. That's this true. put us on the map. <laughs> we won't be begging for iTunes subscriptions no more. Jesus Christ! I'm about to launch your career. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we just lost so many subscribers. Uh, we're kidding. Um, so the I I uh okay. So we've talked about how much we like about the movie. I'm going to shift gears now because I've got problems. Yeah. Um, I don't have any problems with the, how the movie was made or shot or anything, but I'm I'm kind of a dum-dum, and you deal with documentaries as your job, like you said, 100 a week. So tell me it's what... not 100 a week, but none 40 a week? Um, a lot. A lot. Uh, no, the the movie is... It's it's shot very well. It's... Uh, it, all the scenes are articulated very well. Um my problem with it is uh is the edit um the the flow of the movie itself is my problem uh it it really l- doesn't there's weird like like what you know what it felt like was and i think this is what happened and i could be just completely full of shit right now but i think this is what happened the movie is directed by bobcat goldwith um who is like started comedy when he was like like what 17 16 17, yeah, 17. like 17 years old and has changed a lot throughout with his career absolutely <laughs> well, that's good but yeah. like but like with barry like in the way that was like supermensch was was directed by mike myers who like when going through a terrible period in his life like lived with shep gordon for like three months yeah why? or whatever and um and with Bobcat, the thing is, is that it's like Bobcat kind of owes his whole career to uh, to Barry Crimmins uh, in the sense that was like he was one of the first people that ever told him he was funny. He was one of the first people that ever helped him. And like when he tells yeah. the story. I, mean, I guess you could say that about a lot of those Boston comics. So just because Crimmins was running the ding-ho and giving people no, stage no, no, I know. time and stuff. But like, but I think B- Bobcat Goldthwait would have been successful, you know, without Crimmins. No, no, no. I don't mean that, that he wouldn't have been. Anybody. I more mean that he, uh, that like, Crimmins was a very big figure in Bobcat's life. Absolutely. And was the one, he, as he mentioned, where it's like after he destroyed this place and nobody wanted anything to do with him, Barry gave him a, like a couple hundred bucks and he got sober. Yeah. Yeah, and that was been, amazing. He was like, and I've has, been sober ever since. So and like, he's what? been sober yeah. ever, and he's been sober ever since. So it's like, so it's like, this is a guy who like kind of saved his life. You think he ever paid life. back Crimmins at three hundred? <laughs> um, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Coming for you, Bob- Bobcat. Maybe when he was in his uh, in his police academy days. Maybe. Uh, but they, um, but what it felt like was was that it was like somebody who's so close to it, directorially, that. Uh, they there's there's anecdotes that are in the movie 
that have no place in the storyline. Do you think like, so? Like what though? Just like just like there's moments that they're talking about things throughout the thing where it's like a scene that they didn't want to get rid of that was just shoved in. And it like, like what? paints like the like the the acid story uh, where he's where he's running out like his buddies when he was younger, where he's like running out with the umbrella and he gets struck by lightning or whatever. I kind of thought like, that was key. I was like, that could be why Crimmins is the person he is yeah, today. Was, I thought they were trying to make a point. With See, that. that's the Getting thing though is, is that it's crazy like enough. They get superpowers from that. You had LSD. Anything could happen. Was he on LSD or was his friend on LSD? They were, he was all, on on LSD. They were all on LSD. Okay. They were all on LSD. Yeah, but. Um, but like there were just little moments like that where it was a pacing issue for me. It's not like like I said, it's like it's like I'm telling you, watch the movie. It's a great movie. The story is really wonderful. But you think the My structure issue is is, is that the structure was a little bit off and I felt like there were a couple things there were as uh as we generally say in when you're like editing something is that you uh a lot of the time you have to kill your babies mm-hmm. where you like absolutely love a scene and it just does not help the movie it doesn't fit and you just have to kill it and that was lightly what it felt like with this was that there were like a couple different moments not a lot but just a couple different moments that didn't fit but like they loved because they want, because they are so close, because Bobcat and people are so close to the movie. Well, here's what I think about that, though, is that that kind of assumes, though, that the movie's trying to tell something more specific, which it definitely does. It wants to highlight his activism, especially with child pornography and his abuse. But I think a big part of this movie, and the reason why they only do that reveal an hour in or 50 minutes in, is because yeah. they're showing that there's. This is a, a right, like a person like anyone else. There's a lot yeah. of aspects to this guy. This guy isn't just a yeah. guy who got molested as a kid. So the movie's not just about showing him as that. It's showing him as everything he's been. And one of those things was a guy who grew up in the 60s or the 70s and you know went to music festivals and took acid because you know, that's no, no, just no. what was going on at the time. So for them to include that, I know maybe you're saying it was put in at the wrong time, but it's like everything that first hour I felt like was just showing who he was besides the fact that he got abused. Yeah, no, so no. And I, that, I didn't have a problem. And I, I agree know. with you. I think that, um, I think my problem was, was just like, as I would have restructured this, mm-hmm. just not, I, I, it's not even like I would have lost certain scenes. It's like, I just would have put them in different spots. Right. Because I felt like the flow of the movie Did you got, feel like it felt too long? Either it of you? felt yeah. yeah it really, felt I thought long. it was like I thought I was gonna feel like it was too long, but I was like, this is exactly as long as it should it be. It felt well, long. I don't know if it was because I was with you and you said, "Man, I thought this movie was ending." This guy's well, no. elbowing and you. Still <laughs> keep it to yourself, Steven. At five, well, no, because the thing is, is that, and that was my <laughs> other problem with it. Uh, one of my other like glaring problems with it is, is that this thing manages to be an hour and fifty minutes and end like, um, like, like Lord of the Rings. In the sense that was like, there's like five endings. Like it feels like it's building to an ending, and then they have another scene where they talk about something, and then it feels like it's building, and then there's another thing where somebody, and then they feel like it's building. Almost like they're closing the books on all those different facets of his life that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, but the thing is, (laughs) putting a a bow on every aspect of. uh, They're they're putting a bow on every aspect, but the reality is, is that at that point, I want you to put a bow on his life, right? Not on every aspect. But he's of not the done. Thing. He's not done. He's still alive. Very criminal. Yeah, no, no, no. He's I doing something thing in is, uh, Cambridge. Soon. But the thing is, the is that 
is that I wanted them to put a bow. I just wanted them to collect all of those things. Like if I was doing it, I would have collected all of those things into like into where it's like throughout the movie, I gave you all these little parts of this man. And then at the end, I'm going to collect those parts into one thing and present the human being that that all the like the the sum of those parts and how they are bigger, you know, like the sum of the parts is bigger than uh, than the whole or whatever. What is that phrase? I'm an idiot. Um, I think it's the product is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, yeah. like the whole is greater than the sum of the parts or whatever. Yeah. Is that it's like that's what I would that's what I would want. And it didn't feel like they successfully did that because they just had so many. They wanted to include all of these people Let me ask you who love him and are friends with him going, he's an amazing person and I love it. He's an amazing. And it's like, I like that. It's fine. It's just that there was a series of those. And I was like, this is the end. Obviously, this is the end. And then there was five minutes left. And I was like, what are you going to talk about? You just did the whole he's amazing. We love him. And the fucking movie. If Barry Crimmins were here right now. How would you sell your idea of being pro-child porn? What? Is that what you just said before? Or were you just talking about restructuring the movie? I was just talking about restructuring uh, the never movie. Never mind. I'm sorry. I just disagree with I'm you with so strongly. I'm with one. him. How would you restructure the movie, honey? I wouldn't, right? Come on. I, I see what you're saying. I would have liked maybe a little bit more of a cohesive ending, but I also see what Dennis is saying in that I'm kind of, I'm worried that if there was more of a cohesive ending and they did wrap it up a little bit more and tight with a bow, that like he would come off as a one-dimensional, you know, person who got abused. And that's really important. I think that was one of the, the I, amazing things about the movie is that he didn't. I think he, he, you wouldn't want him to come off as too perfect either because this is a great person right. and a great uh, dude. But but like, there's a one shot, I think it's the only his only line when they interviewed him. They interviewed a neighbor and it's in the first like three minutes of the film and he goes, he's the finest human being yeah. I've ever <laughs> met yeah. in my life. And I was like, dude, take it down a notch. <laughs> like, I haven't watched the movie yet, but I'm sure he's great. But like the finest, that's when I started feeling bad. I was like, <laughs> this dude lives up north. Yeah. He chops wood. You were like, what did uh, I get myself into? I was like, this guy's going to be the greatest person ever. I've already watched Supermensch. Like, how are you going to... Who do you think would win a fight? Shep Gordon or Barry Crimmins? Barry Crimmins. Barry Crimmins would beat the <laughs> shit out of Shep Gordon. <laughs> 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 Yo, they should set that up for charity. I, would I feel like fight. Barry Crimmins would beat the shit out of pretty much anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's um, a scary dude. It's pretty tough. No, and then I... We haven't we've we've only briefly touched on it, so I wanna I'm gonna switch gears again and uh and I wanna touch on it is uh it is ridiculous that this guy is like the reason that there is an entire di- like yeah. divisions of government for child pornography. Like yeah. no one was doing anything about it. How evil of a corporation too for AOL to just be ignoring those emails yeah. for so long. That was terrible. Disgusting. Disgusting. Ugh. And um, it's it's just uh, amazing to me that there's there's always those points in different things, like in different um, like in the world where you realize it's like like you think that it's like it's like Congress coming together. And it's like this big group of people deciding to come together to do something. And then you see something like this and you're like, nope, one guy. One person can make a difference. 
Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is like, well, I don't know anything about the internet. I'm an yeah. old man. Oh, oh my oh. god. <laughs> that just shows like the type of people who become politicians. Like, oh man. I just want to be able to skirt <laughs> so any weird. issue. Yeah. yeah. First of all, like they already know it's an issue of child pornography. So the fact that the internet is a new thing and they're not aware, which you can't blame them. They're, they're not, you're not aware of technology. Whatever. You're not aware of technology. Maybe you shouldn't be in a powerful position if you're not up to date on how if people are communicating. <laughs> but but you can give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt for not knowing. But then to brush off the fa- it's like, hey, this new thing you don't know about. People are using it to. Right. share child pornography it should be like all right well we need to get up on this then yeah. but they're just yeah. like well i'll tell you who's not good at that sort of <laughs> stuff <laughs> oh, old outhouse bob here <laughs> it's like dude you gotta take this way more seriously but yeah maybe that was what cracked my cold heart because i can be very dismissive with people <laughs> who want to make change i think you know uh-huh. like I'm, I'm a little socially aware and i think my heart's in the right, right place on a lot of issues but i'm not the guy who's going out and doing anything about it because well, I'm you have a problem with protesting. I don't have a problem with protesting. I just mean like... I have a problem with certain protests. Yeah, I have a problem true. with certain ways of protesting. Yeah. Like what? I haven't heard this conversation like, yet. All right. Well, I've been, I'll just throw this out there. I don't have a problem with this protest, but I could get down. I've seen protests where people just go places and lie down for like hours at a time. Mm-hmm. I think I could get down with that. Just you would like, like that? I think I can get bundled <laughs> up in like a park <laughs> go somewhere and just lay down the street and be like, all right, I yeah, can't. I, the, I can't. Oh, I get to lay down. And I'm a hero. <laughs> 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 um, um, Dennis well, has Dennis has very strong feelings about uh, about uh, things like the uh, Black Lives Matter protesters interrupting um, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Oh. That time. Well, yes. that one. That's. I mean, that's a super specific example. But I think what what it usually comes. I just down remember to, you being very. Very vocally. We had like, what, a 45 we minute? We had like a 45 <laughs> minute <laughs> argument One of those things where it. I'm standing by the fridge trying to get back into my room, but I, <laughs> need, I need to have the last word, so I stick around <laughs> like an asshole. Uh, I think what it often comes down to is... Um, I just lost... It, it comes down to like, I don't have a problem with protest. Uh, form of protest is a thing, and I think you give more credence to like, uh, as long as it's getting attention... And even if it's dif- disrupting people, even if they're like innocent people who are being disrupted, it's good because it's for the co- like. Anytime a protest is getting garnering attention, it's being effective. Yeah, and I think that sometimes being effective overweighs being right mm-hmm. and being like cool about things. And it's like I'm not. I don't know how I feel about people disrupting traffic for protests. Like I haven't. That's because you have a car. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If something affects well, me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Rachel's got a car. I'm gonna sell it. But, <laughs> but like, I'd be like, why? Now are Rachel you? has an opinion. That's like becoming rich and then finally having an opinion on the estate tax. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> like, 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 wait a minute. I have millions of dollars. I have a very, very hard opinion on capital gains. Yeah. Suddenly. No, very but I suddenly. Don't think I'm a little offended that you thought I have a problem with protests. No, I think anytime there's dissent, that's a good thing, even if I don't agree with it, because it shows that there's people out there who want change and are actively yeah. paying attention. Hopefully, they're informed well, and they're not misinformed and misguided or like blinded by just trying to do something. You know, sometimes trying to be cool. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but sometimes people. Yeah, it's cool to be politically active, no matter what side you're on. That's why you get these yeah. bozos who think everyone should be armed, teachers should be armed. And it's like, do they, are they, have they studied the facts? Have they studied the statistics? No, but it's, it's like, like cool to be a dude who's like, I think everyone should have guns because I'm an guns. American. You know? Yeah. Well, like, and also it's, I mean, the guy who's like, the guy who's like 
who's like, everybody should be armed because then we'll all be safe, is equally as annoying as like the 20-year-old with a Che Guevara poster on his wall going, going I'm an activist. And you're like, you smoke weed. Yeah. Like, well you put. don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, if I had a Che poster yeah. up, you'd be like, Dennis, you're a poser. But I don't, so I'm just a guy. <laughs> There's no, that's the thing. I'm not striving for anything, so you can't put me down. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look, if you have no dreams, you can't fail at any of them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Barry Crimmins... Like his speech, though, like every anytime I watch him talking it's, in front of a lot of yeah. people, I was roused. I was well, no, roused. That's, that's the thing is, is that, um, is that no matter what he was doing, he's he's a radical, and uh, like he's a radical, and simultaneously is like that's he's my kind of person in the sense that is like, uh. That is like I get uh, I get pegged by like I have people at work that uh, that like consider me a downer, mm-hmm. um, and Not just I've work. been uh, pretty much everywhere. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is that I have an attitude personally of like, look, it's like nothing is ever good enough. Like this whole world is never going to be good. You can enough. always do better, right? And you can always do better. And he's one of those people that's just like, where his attitude is that it's just like, nah, like there are so many problems. That like yeah. this is never gonna get better. Yeah. But doesn't have like a let's crawl into bed attitude about it. Which I can have sometimes. Which and I yeah like for I, having that attitude. I definitely <laughs> have that. And uh, his anger reminded me of you though. The way that he got so like uncontrollably angry. There was like a scene at the end where he was like yelling, and I was like, oh my god, he's yeah, very, he, something he's, terrible is gonna happen. He still got that anger. Yeah, like he still got if you yeah. he could tap into that. Yeah, right. and then he calmed down and made a joke. And right. like you can do that. I sometimes. do that. I do that constantly. Yeah, I used to do it way more. Yeah, you have to diffuse the situation after you scream. You got to make that little. Right. You know, I used to get so mad. Yeah, I don't know if maybe you did it because I got upset, but <laughs> pretty much. Um. <laughs> Barry Crimmins made me not want to have such a defeatist attitude, though. Yeah. Like, like you can yeah. go out and make a difference yeah. by just, you know. Well, and also it's just a, like a standing up. That's I think that's the thing that I loved about him the most was that he, um, and I kind of I like respect this in a lot of people. I hate some people for it uh, when when they differ opinions than me on certain things. But he had a fuck you, I'm right concrete stance mm-hmm. on on the world where it was just like where it was the kind of thing like when he was yelling at somebody about Reagan and they were like you're for uh, he's like oh because I don't believe in this I have to believe in that yeah, yeah like oh I yeah. don't believe in this so I have to believe in that no fucking Carter's an asshole is that it's like holy shit like that's like that's that concrete like just that concrete fuck you I'm like not even like fuck you I'm right but it was like fuck you you can't argue with me it's it's like fuck you there's better than that yeah Yeah. like there's like like we don't have to live in a world of we don't have to live in a world of three strikes and you're out uh child pornography and we don't have to live in a world like with a straight face in front of other adults like we give these listen Three, three strikes. strikes, you're out. We don't. We're not totally. <laughs> well, and though, and the thing is, is that it's like, is that it's like, uh, not to in in no way to defend them, 
but I'm pretty sure that it was like AOL had three strikes and you're out for anything. Right. It was like it was like oh you're doing hate speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you a chance. Oh you're doing this. We'll give you a chance. But four the thing strikes was, for hate speech. Three strikes for child pornography. But the thing is, is that with something like child pornography, it's like it's like no, that's a crime. Yeah. Like that's already a crime. Mm. Like like being mean to people online is technically not a crime, but like child porn. It's a crime already, yeah. and uh, and so the the idea that they were doing three strikes was ridiculous. But he had that kind of with everything, where it was like where it was like you don't have to just be Reagan or Carter. You don't have to like you can go further than that. Yeah. And and he's one of those people where it's like, and I try to have this mentality in my life is that it's like. Uh, like I'm very very liberal and I keep myself in a in a place where I take a very hard stance on a lot of things in a way leftist manner and the reason why is because I know that there are people on the right that are way 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 further right than than regular humans and they're pulling the center to to like to to very right like the center is now what what used to be because like they've really gone so far right that new middle so, is now so the middle is yeah. so yeah. far so you've got to have these leftists that are on the very opposite end where they they say things like he said where he's like where he's like you know I'm a like I'm a gay communist with AIDS I'm anything I, you're you like hate. I'm a right. gay yeah. communist with AIDS I and I that. bite is that it's like that kind of attitude is really inspiring to me yeah. because it just takes an attitude where somebody goes, well, I mean, we should be reasonable about this. And he just goes, no, fuck you. Yeah. Like, I'm not like I like like I generally take an attitude of being like of being like I want to be unreasonable because I don't think that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's wrong to be incredibly unreasonable with the status quo. And that's what I loved about him so much was that that's what he is. His attitude is like, is is like where people are like, well, that's just the way things are. And he's like, why? Yeah. No. He's just like that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah. So we're gonna change that. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna kick somebody's teeth in until I get it. Mm. And he's fine with that. And he's fine with people hating him for it. And he's fine with people loving him for it. And he's fine with whatever. And I love that. I love you, Barry Crimmins. We all do. Me too. Can we tweet this at him? Please? Yeah, I'm happy that was. I'm, that's nothing. I'm happy this was a pick because I'd love to tweet at him. Just mentioning the podcast, but like, forget forget us trying to get anyone to listen to it. I just want him to know that I watched it and I care. Yeah, and he'll and the fact that he'll probably look at that and say, "Okay, another person." Yeah, maybe with their eyes open a little bit more. Well, and hopefully this podcast will hit a few people who haven't seen it, and then they'll yeah, you should. Re- I'm going to be talking about this movie for months. I'm sure, telling people to watch yeah. it. Yeah, and Yay. I also am ready for people to be like, you don't know Barry Crimmins, like our boy Matt Burke, who was on here for the, <laughs> the, the cook the way. He's going to be like, you didn't know all that. I'm like, no. I, I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, all right, so uh, this is a blockbuster. Everyone says yeah. stream it. Uh, thank you for coming on, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Thank you for making us watch this movie. I'm so happy to be included. We're happy you were included, too. We'll have you on again. Aww. We'll have you on again. And uh, go to NetflixBookClub.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on SoundCloud. Leave comments. Email us. Dennis Rooney 7 on Twitter. Steven, do you have a Twitter? Uh, I do, but I don't tweet. He doesn't want followers, and he doesn't tweet. I, it's it's McDonald Film. And uh, and and I don't go on Twitter, and I and Rachel, I do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> I have a 
Twitter, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> All right. Follow Dennis Rooney 7 on Twitter and at Flix Book Club. I'm on Facebook, and if you're friends with me, then you'll uh, you'll see some things. Uh yeah, friend us on Facebook. I'll have random friends. I don't you guys care. should go on. You should go on uh, on YouTube and watch the real X Files. I helped produce that. that I was about to say, are you just plugging random shit He's now? He's plugging Vice shit now. That's, well, yeah, but yeah, I you made guys don't need plugs. Yeah, you this. don't need to use this. But I made that. Okay, I don't. That's care. the only reason. That's the only reason I'm <laughs> plugging it is because I is because I made it. Yeah, this is the one he went to. All the other well. movies, I don't care about. What was the name of the thing you plugging it's on? It's called YouTube? The Real X Files. The Real X Files. You can see Stephen's other work, what the inside of a cigar looks like with glass pressed on one I side, slap smoke you blowing in the face. through it. He produced that one too. Riveting, hard hitting. Barry Crimmins will be proud. Does it exist yet? The Real X Files. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist yet. All right, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.